Sense Podcast. Let's get it. Let's get it. I'm fired up. I'm fired up for this week's episode. I'm lit. So lit right now. Are you thankful? I'm. Th- that's exactly why I'm lit because I feel the gratitude just coming pouring out of me. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> that's how I feel. And uh, first up, we have. <laughs> oh, yo, what up? It's your it's your giving thanks fellow, uh, Kevin, aka Atticus Warhol, aka Lab the Rat, aka going to get turkey stuff tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Sevy sev cash money sev the savage. You already know who it is. It's your boy with that heat. That that filet mignon is cute. <laughs> and thanks for joining us on this week's episode of the Dipped in Nonsense podcast. Um, let's do, let's do, get a quick catch up. What the heck you guys been up to this past week? <sighs> let's see. I feel like Kevin has done a lot. And uh, like, because we didn't do the pod last week. We dropped one, but we didn't do one. So uh, yeah. good to see you. It's so been, it's right. been like two weeks, probably. Yeah. So what are some of the... What you been so, up to, Playboy? Stuff yeah. That I've been doing. I've been doing a lot of like JA community stuff. Like... What, what is JA again? Oh, uh, JA for um, those who aren't affiliated with random acronyms uh mm-hmm. means uh japanese american community and uh i've kind of been putting my best foot forward in terms of like involving myself in like making events and making things happen and kind of being part of like leadership groups and stuff like that but i've been spending a lot of time in little tokyo and kind of like you know being involved in the programs just being seen and stuff like that so it's been great i've been getting a lot of good response you know nice. and i've been just meeting a lot of key people and um as justin Wu puts it he's like it's been a very serendipitous mm. kind of uh transformation nice. you know i'm very like gracious of everything that's it just i don't know why it just i just run into the right people at weird times yeah yeah and it's putting yourself in the right places i mean uh what half the battle is showing up yeah yeah right? yeah for sure yeah but just like weird stuff like so like yesterday, I walked into a shop and I met the brain dead founder, Kyle Ng, just mm-hmm. on a random thing. Yeah. Um, last week, I went to just kind of support my friend, uh, DJ Sugu, who does, city, who does City Pop. And I ended up making friends with all the Haven people nice. because they had like a Gore-Tex pop up in the arts district. And they were like stoked about my dot card. Nice. You know, so it's just been really good. It's been really receptive. And like, I don't know, it's really kind of, um, kind of brightened up my like confidence and changed my mindset. Woo. And, you know, I just hope to bring that to, you know, the dip family and kind nice. of like, we all seem like we're working towards a, a common goal and trying mm-hmm. to level up and things. Yep. And, you know, I'm just trying to like, do my best yeah in what like i'm good at nice nice know? so that's awesome dude definitely. yeah 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 no, I'm, I'm, so I'm exciting really, yeah it, it is exciting king so, of to- king of little tokyo on the way yeah hopefully prince. hopefully, hopefully <laughs> crown prince. first crown prince yeah right i gotta, I gotta get the clout first <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah kevin targaryen yeah there you go <laughs> you know do you feel that part of it is you've been moving with intention and that's why you feel like that's i think but maybe just moving on more like you have an end goal maybe it's more noticeable too because oh. of pandemic so you were like you're a type of you're an outgoing person that yeah. was like kind of forced to be inside you know i think so but like i guess like i because 
I don't know. It's not like an opportunity. People are are primed to like engage because a lot of people were held inside a lot. And I'm just naturally an extrovert, I guess. Well, I, I always thought I was like a nerdy introvert, but apparently that's not true. Because, <laughs> you know, people ask my high school friends and clearly they're like, no, that's a lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so. You're a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> yeah, I just like, I, I just, well, I just like, there's a lot of people say like, oh, like like when you, when you say like, oh, moving with attention, I have an intent of like, here's my game plan. But then when I meet people and stuff, it's very spontaneous. It's yeah. kind of like blowing off the cuff. Yeah. And not expecting much of people, mm. you know, but I'm trying to give them the most out of me mm. and my personality, you know, showing that I'm here for a positive change. Nice. And I'm here to help a lot of other people. Awesome. So it's been really cool. Um, I've kind of made friends with um, uh, one of the directors at Kizuna. I like did like a... Uh, What's Kazuna? Kazuna is a Japanese American leadership organization that is priming a lot of the younger kids to like go to camp, nice. um, high schoolers and college students to be part of like boards and committees, so that way can they can learn how to be integrated in like these organizations and things because ultimately they're, they're going to be the ones who carry on the torch mm-hmm. of all these things because all this was built by you know um, people who are decades older generations before and they kind of need to know how things work so they're kind of a newer group that's out there but they have a lot of the younger um kind of members of the community and because of that they kind of are working on their connections of who they meet but a few weeks ago i went to this um event where there is just uh, a fundraising for them mm-hmm. it was like really fancy like they had chefs it was like you know very expensive like dinner stuff like that and all the proceeds go to kazuna well in that i met you know the, the director and then i was just i was there because i was invited by the person who was organizing it mm-hmm. his name's uh andy nakano and he basically made it easy for me to like you know just i I was interested in the chefs Mm -hmm. i was just interested in the food but i was taking photos and i was like interviewing them and kind of like just picking their brain about things and they really like kind of uh like they kind of like took me in and like oh like like, this guy's with us they're messing with your boy yeah because i mean i have like a lot of knowledge and experience of what it takes to be on that side yeah and i've kind of befriended uh chris ono as well in like the process Mm -hmm. so i was just taking pictures getting all this background pictures but afterwards i gave all the photos to like andy and then i talked to chris i was like hey like do you want these photos Mm -hmm. he's like he's like you took photos i'm like yeah like you can have them i don't even need any i don't need credit i don't need anything they're like oh thanks man so then they started doing using them in the post and stuff like that just being being just like really open and sharing yeah you know he was just like really receptive of that and then because he's like dude we should talk you know yeah and it's kind of crazy the amount of people who want to like oh let me take you out to lunch let me say you know because i am like a very noticeable person but i'm working with positive intent Mm -hmm. you know the fucking vibes it's really great because i think most communities need this right now yeah you know you see like the people who are flourishing in their communities mm-hmm. are people who are like hey i want to make a change because like yeah you couldn't really do anything so mm-hmm. like you know i i encourage people who are kind of like maybe a little bit introverted to like kind of reach out and see what they can do nice because 
it seems like this is the prime time for people to like welcome you. That's true. Welcome new people who are interested. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And you never know what kind of opportunities are had. But but yeah, it's exhausting. Just, you know, <laughs> had to take a what is it, Saturday and just like chill out a bit, but Doing the Lord's just work. one day he's like just one day yeah. and then just back on your grind Saturday like, afternoon off yeah, oh yeah. dude it's like it was wild I think Thursday I was up from like 5am and then I got home at like 12 and I was just like going yeah but I don't like, know how but, you do it but yeah it's, it's more just I guess that's what drives me versus some people are like I need to like recharge mm-hmm. I'm like I'm gonna go out yeah yeah, yeah. You got that natural but not a homebody energy. like that that's really tight though good job getting active and Thanks, you man. know getting Thanks. out there and talking yeah. to people mm-hmm. it what, does a lot what about you guys uh you had a little trip yeah yeah went to florida yeah. florida florida yeah. to go visit my grandma oh yeah that was nice I haven't seen her in a long time really like since 2017 love you grandma love you love you grandma yeah so yeah it's been many years and anytime i go up it's just fun hearing uh her stories and getting to know her more because we didn't grow up with her around us um so yeah it's just fun like kind of knowing your history a bit more yeah yeah. where's your uh grandma she's from from the islands of saint kitts Mm -hmm. so she's a west indian girl oh so she talks you know she has her little accent the west indian accent slash so i was doing this and it's great interesting i love it hearing her talk so much fun and she's just a funny lady yeah (laughs) a funny lady our mom we call her the grill master because she always be talking all this shit oh dang (laughs) but now we know (laughs) she gets it from my grandma's pg she's like very like a devout christian so she doesn't she doesn't talk that but she just be such a smart ass it's so funny i love love it yeah It's funny seeing them interact too, just because you know we we yeah. she wasn't around, we weren't around, so to see my mom interact yeah. with you know with her too, it's just so fun. Do you see little bits and pieces where? Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. It's you so can, cool. Yeah. So you it's know? funny hearing them clowning each other. <laughs> yeah. it's just like dang, they just be jabbing just at each other. Yeah, it's so funny. But yeah. I don't know, it's cool. You know, they were just kicked with grandma for a minute and um, saw you know our aunt and uncle. Um, no, just hung spent out. Spent some quality nice. time. Yeah, we didn't really do anything crazy. Just mm, spent nice. time together. Yeah. And that was all we needed, really. I mean, sometimes it's nice to just, like, hang out with the family. Yeah. And, like, it's like half the time you're figuring out your family tree. Yeah. yeah you're like, yeah, how is yeah. this again? How are we related? Like, you know, yeah. there's always that conversation. And then, you know, talking about other pieces of family. Yeah, yeah. it's so interesting. It's because, like, like, I feel like we grew up just... You know, it's just been, it feels like it's just been me, my mom, and Q, just us three, like Everyone. us against the world, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, so it's it's always interesting, like like feeling reconnected again and just being like, there there's more to yeah. us. Oh, this is what having a family is like. Yeah. <laughs> a bigger family. It's not family. just like two other people in my family. Yeah, yeah. It's actually so it's cool kicking it and it's being really out cool. there, but. On the tail end of the trip, you know what crazy event started happening that has taken the globe by storm? And first, before I get into that, I gotta, you know, we're officially getting into our pop culture music segment. So, you what? know, I gotta play oh. this. Is it, is it Blackpink? <laughs> what? 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 Man, so the World Cup, <laughs> <laughs> the World Cup just started and yeah. it's been poppin this is the this next little 10 seconds is all i have to say about the world cup 
Gotta love that football, man. Football. It's been wild. All right. The first major upset. Well, the very, very first game was Qatar. the host country, Qatar. And it was uh, facing off against Ecuador. Oh. And those boys got smacked. Imagine you're the, you're the host country. And then the whole world's watching. And then it's the first game of the world olympics no that you are the world cup that you're hosting and then the very first game in front of everybody you get smoked oh does the host country always play first that's what i, I was know. wondering no. yeah I, I heard uh someone was saying that like apparently they paid ecuador to like throw the game <laughs> like two million a player what if they didn't oh yeah that'd be cool. I don't, I don't, two million I mean, a play that's a that would be crazy you know, this is some conspiracy stuff but i mean like you know obviously yeah, you're in your home country. You want to win. Yeah. You want to show out. Yeah. Kind of, They're know. like, we already like paid under the counter for the bid. I'm just yeah, kidding. I don't know. Right? <laughs> I, I don't know. But like, that's a, that's just like, ooh, it's like, you know, it's like, it's like going to your friend's house. Like, oh, you play ball? Like, yeah, okay. And then yeah. It's like, yeah, um, yeah. Imagine they, if they actually did pay the players, and then they're like, not, like they got the bag, and then they still were like, yeah. and we're gonna kick you on the oh, face. Oh man! And just so that's how the games. That's how the World Cup started. Dude, the, the opening two also had Morgan Freeman. I saw a clip going what? around. What's he yeah. doing there? I don't know. I was like, he probably got paid really well to be there too. But anyways, the biggest you. first World major Cup is one of the most <laughs> expendable competitions of oh, athleticism today. He's like, it's hey y'all, it's God. <laughs> uh, so like the biggest first upset. There's been a couple that have like rocked oh. the planet Earth. Upset the me. The first one. Was you're not gonna believe this? Who, Mr. Messi, Lionel Messi oh. of Argentina fame, who is on a killer team every World Cup. Argentina's like Brazil, which is like Germany. They always <laughs> perform. They always get to the end. Like yeah. almost, they destroy. And in the first round, they got knocked out by guess who? Guess who? Saudi Arabia, man. Wow. Saudi Arabia came in at. Mm, mm, mm. Smack, smack from the back. Smack my smack bitch. The they smack from the back. <laughs> they lost. Uh, Argentina lost one to two. Saudi Arabia yeah. came out with That's the close. upset. People were shook. Yeah, they were shook about that. No one expected that. That was like then Argentina. I think for the last like eighteen yeah. years or something like that, they've like. Are their last 36 games? They've had a 36 game winning streak or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's I think that's no right. No way. Yeah. 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 And so Saudi Arabia was the one to end them. Mm, dang. End them. End like them. Just slipping up, underestimating their opponent. I think that's what this tournament has like shown us so far is a lot of uh underdogs. Like people overlooking these teams, you know, or in these countries. These countries. And then people yeah. are just hungry, like you know. Yeah. Not like the country, but yeah, know, like they're just you know. Yeah, they're like, coming back. Yeah, they got ready. something to prove. Yeah, I mean, like it's been well, because didn't the World Cup got moved just like the Olympics? Right? Yeah, from uh, yeah, it's 2018. No, it didn't have to. It was 2018. No, I think it was 2020 because we the last time I saw the World Cup was uh, 2016 when we were traveling the world, and then mm. uh, France won. You're right. It was France 2016. Yeah, you know, France versus uh, oh, Croatia. Yeah. yeah, it was a pretty big upset, yeah. or not not an upset, but it was like you you didn't expect Croatia and France. You know, it's yeah. yeah, Brazil and whatnot. They've been waiting to play. Yeah, I mean, training. I think they didn't get like aged out. And yeah. some good news: the USA held their own against Wales, nice. one to one. So they tied. Yeah. USA. 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 
Uh, who else? Mexico faced off against Poland and it ended with a tie. Neither team was able to score, but I did see an amazing meme. And it was like, here's a photo, a photo of the Mexico versus Poland game. And then on the right side, the Mexican side, it had it in like that, like super orange filter that they put in all the Mexican movies and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And on the left side of the field, it was like the cold blue filter <laughs> that they put in all the Eastern European wow. movies. And it was just stupid, but it made me laugh. Um, the last major upset that it kind of shocked the world was um, today. And it was from the land of the rising sun. Put that beat down on Germany. Japan won two to one, kicking out one of the best teams yeah. on planet Earth. The, their goalkeeper was doing his damn thing. Oh. He held it down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was diving. Yeah. Same with um, yeah, go Japan ahead. got those last two points in. Uh, oh, yeah. It was like after 70 minutes into the game, mm-hmm. and they scored both goals within like 10 minutes of each other. Yeah. How insane. Go Japan. This one's for you. That's some real amazing underdog shit because I remember even the last World Cup just um Germany whooping no. Brazil. Yeah. Yeah, well Germany beat them last yeah. time in uh I think the brackets. Yeah. You know? So uh it's nice to give it back to them. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. So dang, that's cool. I'm excited to keep watching. Uh, up next, oh. Spain. Oh, we could talk about it with oh, yeah. the, There's like a FIFA oh. doc that talks about like the history of FIFA, oh, like what's how corrupt, it, how corrupt is. it is. Yeah, so we could talk about that at the end, but it's pretty interesting stuff. We could talk about it now since we're already um, talking. Since actually, we're on now FIFA. that I think about it, like, what should we call it? Like, it's pretty late to have the World Cup, but they, they, it was because, uh, it, yeah, yeah, remember in 2020, they're gonna have it in Qatar. It was like. It's melting. It's too out hot. The, it's they're too worried hot. about the players, yeah. the fans. And then now that I think about, it, I'm like, it's November, and then yeah, it's a little pushback. It's like it's only smart. 80 degrees now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, basically, um, you know, FIFA, it's, I think, was formed in 1950s, and um, you know, they're starting to establish themselves, and they have these different, um, like, not co- coalitions, I guess, and different. Yeah, yeah. So at first they had like a. Uh, a type of congress where it's like there were representatives from all these different countries and it was like one representative per country and then how they started doing it was they had like the super leaders who would represent groups of like the congress of FIFA Mm -hmm. and after the 50s they had decided to just leave and so what these members would do is they would vote on where the games would be hosted and so after the 50s they had decided to move all of the power from like the fifa congress and put it in the hands of like these 24 it was like 13 13 like um execs i guess pretty much and i think that started happening in the 80s um after like real money started coming in because they started having sponsorships with different companies and i think the first sponsorship was like coca-cola so um yeah from there that moment you know onward uh they started getting like adidas and all these you know different companies and so the money's really flowing and it's because the the guy who became like the president he's like this you know ex-olympian he was like a swimmer from brazil and uh you know he made these promises of like you know uh just growing the sport in different countries that don't have it and realized that he made a promise that you know he 
he had to figure out how to make happen. And basically, yeah, FIFA didn't have money. They started getting the sponsorships, got the money. But with all that money coming in, uh, things eventually became a bit corrupt. And so different countries started using backdoor channels to essentially bribe the executive level coalition people, the leadership into giving a vote for their country. So Qatar and Russia were, this is kind of where everything bubbled over is because these are two very authoritarian countries and they're able to move money (laughs) in ways that people will look away from. And so one of the uh, executive members was like offered maybe even paid out a million dollars for his vote and I I just saw something it happened like often it seemed like there's this one guy who's like um, I think he has he's like he controls like 30 Mm. votes or something like that I think his name is Jack Warner or Mm. Weber or something Warner and uh, so he, he he played dirty a lot you know a lot of people really tried to get his vote because he had so many and there's yeah apparently uh and this is according to the u.s department of justice um they had a corruption case uh charging seven fifa executives with having received 150 million dollars in bribes over the period of more than two decades and this is according to britannica.com so FIFA essentially is a pay-to-play yeah. organization where if you want it, because by hosting the World Cup in your country, it presents your country as like very prestigious, trendsetter, prestigious. Yeah. It brings a lot of clout to your country and also a lot of money mm-hmm. comes in through the tourism. So They call it sports washing when like countries uh, have like pretty bad issues going on and they do this to like make their appearance seem better than what it is so mm. uh, I guess that's a, a term but um so that's how it ended up in Qatar they just yeah, spent hell of money yeah. apparently Qatar said that they had like 200 billion dollars to invest in like the infrastructure and building all of these like stadiums because there was only one major city um, when they when the bid was placed no stadiums or maybe one stadium and so they had to I think they built like 12 brand new stadiums and all, all this stuff yeah and there's um, a lot of controversy about how it was done because you know human rights issues um, there's like migrant workers that have worked on the stadiums and I think they've claimed that there's only been um, three I think they're only claiming three deaths uh, but there's I think it's closer to like a thousand and um I think Qatar is like a place where you can work, but the employer almost has like rights over you, you know, like you have to provide your passport to work and you won't be able to get it back until contracts up. Yeah. So I think recently they got rid of that because of this. Well, I don't know if it's because of this, but the timing is, you know, when the bid was being placed and everything. But for a long time, that's how things went there. Like, you're pretty much trapped you know as labor Check and the conditions out. are terrible there it showed like you know 12 men in like a room you know like sharing one bathroom stall there's no showers they're using trapped. like the toilet water to clean like Yikes. some of the the communities are just super rough it's just um, i don't know how people like yeah can According to BBC, this is a statistic on how many foreign workers have died in Qatar. It says in February 2021, 
The Guardian said that 6,500 migrant workers from India, Pakistan, Nepal, Bangladesh, and Sri Lanka had died in Qatar since it's won its World Cup bid. And that was in 2001, or 2021. So 6,000. <laughs> 6,000 is an insane amount. Yeah. Qatar government said that the total is misleading because not all the deaths recorded were of people working on World Cup related projects. <laughs> said that many of those who had died had worked in Qatar for several years and could have died from old age or other natural causes. It's crazy. But it's like they all just happened to die within the span of time. Right? And it's like 6,500. That is crazy. Yeah, so I don't know. It's pretty insane. They're pretty corrupt, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But it's 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 definitely like a a pay to win kind of game, yeah. Like all football and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I was look, I was just researching um how Saudi Arabia bought this uh, one team called uh, what is it Newcastle United, mm-hmm. and apparently they pumped so much money in it that the next year that they won the championship uh, yeah. no, because okay. they're just like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like there's no cap, yeah. So they could just spend as much money as they want on a team to buy certain players and stuff like that and yeah. make yourself good. Yeah, it's crazy. Know, so, but I kind of like to think that the World Cup is a little bit more fair because, you know, it's it's national teams. Yeah. Right? It's not like I can pick and choose unless they're, like, certified as whatever country citizen. They can't play, yeah. I don't think. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. That's why that's why Messi always goes back to Argentina. Yeah. And then you have like the Bayern Munich people in France and all this other stuff. Cristiano Ronaldo's with Spain. Yeah. Portugal. Portugal. Pretty wild though. Who knows what's gonna happen? I mean, that uh all the exposure yeah. of this may cause some changes in yeah. the next uh voting situation, but who knows? Money talks. Yeah. You guys wanna talk about this Balenciaga stuff unless you Balenciaga. wanna Oh I was gonna say if you bet like if you bet a thousand dollars on the panda win, <laughs> you would have won fifty two grand. Ooh. I know. Yeah, so that's how big of an upset. Oh my I'm god. At, imagine Crazy. for the Saudi Arabia, whoever oh, put no. the money on oh Saudi Arabia. That was my wow. first thought. I was wow. like, dang. They just bet all the underdogs like 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah. You know? Damn. Just go across the board, yeah, play the yeah. spread. Come on. But what's Balenciaga doing? They got Dude. a McDonald's collab coming up or something? <laughs> Apparently. I don't know. They're up to some weird stuff. So I, saw. I was on a, you know, I was on a tw- on the tweet. The tweet? On the Twitter. <laughs> I was on the tweets. <laughs> as I uh, do platform? every now and then. And, and something that I saw just like yesterday was like people are retweeting something about this balenciaga this new ad campaign and uh it's strange so it this is the tweet that i saw it says the brand balenciaga just did a interesting photo shoot for their new products recently which included a very purposely poorly hidden court document about virtual child porn and then it says normal stuff so if you look at the ad it's a picture of a girl and she's like holding a teddy bear and it's in the gift shop section and there's a lot of Balenciaga products around her. And so there's like a, a little girl in this in this frame. And they said it, that the teddy bear has like bandage bandages on it. Yeah, this teddy bear has bandages on it. If you zoom into the picture, it shows like these like court documents on a table um, behind a Balenciaga bag. And I guess zoomed up really close are like some court case on like, yeah, sexual interference with like a child or something like that. Just some really strange stuff. And it gets even worse because... Strange and intentional. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Like, of course, like they know what they put there. And then there was another from another photo shoot that they had done. And there was 
a list of books um, on the desk and the author of said books is known for painting like naked children and a bunch so of weird right. stuff. Jacoons? Yeah. Is it weird that like this like it's like yeah it's like in weird S&M gear? Yeah exactly. It's like yeah. With this, like, so weird. I don't, I don't know. This yeah i don't i don't so this is what the the case mentioned in the slip is ashcroft v free speech coalition and this is uh, a snapshot of what the ashcroft versus free speech case was about it says this document right here yeah so let me finish it says the act specifically prescribed computer generated or altered depiction of minors engaging in explicit sexual conduct so-called virtual child pornography and images of explicit sexual conduct by adults who resemble minors. The court ruled that the law's expanded definition of child pornography as including any image that appears to be of a minor engaging in sexually explicit conduct or that is presented in such a matter that conveys the ex impression um, that it is of a minor engaging in sexually explicit conduct. Um, so it's just kind of some weird shit. Like, why would this even be included? Is, is it like, is it one of those like adults who looks like a child? You know, like that, that one guy who's like now sponsored by the UFC, he looks like a tiny kid. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just curious, but then that also is covered under for digital art yeah. and stuff like that, too. So just any so representation weird. with the intention of it, like truly representing oh, like I, a, a I, child. I personally like their Balenciaga Adidas collabs with the Squid Games guy. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, use an old man. Yeah, you know, yeah. you can do whatever, like, you know. No, they've done some cool <sighs> things in the past, but this is like. I, I feel like this is like a misstep, you know? Yeah. It's like when Gucci had like that one sweater where you like put it over your face and it's like red lips and oh yeah black that's, sweater that's more than a misstep uh, and uh, oh. even a their well, instagram is they've like there's they no, removed all the posts they removed all the posts dying they scrubbed they balenciaga scrubbed all their posts from instagram i mean that's that's sus because it's weird though like who who isn't who was in charge of the shoot and who, who did it this? yeah multiple shoots though so like one oh, thing multiple yeah there they had one some fashion brand i can't remember which one it was i'm gonna pull it up actually but it I was coolest monkey in the jungle was like uh h&m so h&m years ago they had a shirt it was like a youth size clothing and they had this little black boy basically oh, wearing boy. a shirt and on the shirt it said coolest monkey in the jungle and so they got in trouble for that but it also caused like hella buzz and a lot of attention and you know that was ultimately Gosh. good for the company and so there became this theory that there are different brands and companies that are intentionally putting things into their advertising or intentionally doing certain things in order to garner attention because you know no press is bad press so just the the strange intentionalness of this being in multiple photo shoots and like you don't just happen to get pedo court documents and spread them oh, visibly on the you don't just happen to yeah. have like these particular books of this artist who paints naked kids yeah it's like it's i feel like so it's weird. a european thing because like even when i'm looking at this coolest monkey in the jungle it's like apparently the mother says mango who hails from stockholm sweden uh urges critics well, maybe that's not him terry mango the mother of the child basically says people just get over it and stop crying wolf because she's from like sweden <laughs> 
you know, I don't, I don't know. It, it still is as a global brand, but it's too. like yeah. you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. You know what? This exactly happened one time when basically a bunch of people were brigading about like, oh, Whole Foods has this store called Yellow Fever. Oh, I remember and that. And they were doing all that, and I looked into it's it, and I was like, owned. and I was like, oh, it's owned by like a Chinese lady. Yeah, yeah. And she like actually made it in here, and now you guys are doing this, and you're ruining her dream. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you should have like, but they're like, but. Whole Foods should have known, and yeah. I was like, okay, but like, yeah, it, it, it sucks that that's the name of her brand, but then also Whole Foods should have known. It's just, yeah, I don't know who's at fault here. Yeah. But this is like egregious, though. This it's like, oh, like, like, this, like, like this new one. Yeah, yeah. Like, are you talking about? Are you talking Balenciaga. about the H&M one? The Balenciaga, because oh, even for the H&M, just, I could get that being like well, a cultural, like, oh, world. Not, it's like the same thing with Atlanta when they're doing the episode mm-hmm. on like black nick or whatever like that little character mm-hmm. that helps santa claus in like sweden oh like, yeah, yeah. Or, you know uh, was it uh pete black something. pete or something yeah, yeah, like in, that uh, amsterdam yeah. Yeah. yeah so like you know culturally that's they're trying to explain that like it's it's, like, like, it's a part of our thing like, it's not he, he fell down the chimney and blah 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 yeah. like, it sounds like a elaborate ruse for racism mm-hmm. yeah yeah like, like however you explain it it's like you don't do that it's like so this is just some weird and high fashion yeah this is like see but that I feel like high fashion, like houses like that, they're a little out of touch. Yeah. Because that's the other thing is like Balenciaga is not for kids. Yeah. There's like no, like, yeah. I mean, but it's well, so I, mean, I guess they, they have kids' this? clothes, but it's yeah. like not. No, but they have a little girl in the campaign, like in this stuff. It's like a little girl with the BDSM, like, teddy yeah, bear. On. I think that's the big thing. If it was just a regular teddy bear, yeah. sure, fine. But like, the, the, like, connotated undertones are not. Yeah. Kosher. I want to know. Just, yeah, who's the creative director? Who like, who did it? You know, like who's know. responsible? The, I mean, I'm curious. Got, to, look up. Look up uh, is there is there a way to look up how many posts Balenciaga had before this? Oh, like, they had so many. Like they were po- like the biggest brand. It. Yeah, they scrubbed it. They archived probably all. Oh, that sure. Shit. Yeah, they're like just like, oh, dude, what are we doing? Do they think that they had more shit that could have been looked into, and so they're scrubbing everything? Like, I mean, I think it was just like, it's always a Swiss cheese method where just like. People overlook certain things. Uh, like, oh yeah, it's fine. It's, fine. Like, it's okay. It's yeah. And then they don't really look at it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like something hits the fan, That's and true. then all hell breaks. It's like, yeah. hey, remember that thing you greenlit? Yeah. What about it? Like, dude, it's getting pressed. And not the, the good way, kind. Not the good kind. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's yeah. like, hey, you remember your idea to include child porn references all oh in the shoot, God. and you said that they would get it because it's artsy and cool. Dude. Turns out it was a bad idea. Turns we out, have done yeah, it. we're screwed. <sighs> I don't know. Just like, uh, what do you? Weirdos. Um, Fucking weird. Being edgy doesn't pay. Yeah, it's like just, at least in like that regard. It's like, yeah. dude, like protect the kids. Yeah, just, you know, don't 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 do this. Some weird shit. I I don't know, man. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm kind of. Do you curious think it's to- the rise and fall? You know, like what? is this? Do you think? Because they were they're too big. Everyone was wearing them. Freaking Nori was wearing. I got me some Balenciaga. I feel like Balenciaga. Like everyone who wears it is like fake. Oh, well, like, like, it's like I mean, because like. Woo woo woo! No no no! But because I mean, like honestly, Balenciaga, like those shoes are like eight hundred dollars. That's crazy. Okay, like mm, I mean, crazy. unless they're like some kind of Jordan or some kind of collapse share. Yeah. And then people who are just like the Balenciaga that looks like like the I voted symbol. Yeah. I'm like, dang, y'all really believe oh, in like you know, so yeah, the strength of the brand. I mean, than, it like, is. Although I will say, like, it's like uh. I was watching this thing that Virgil Abloh was saying. He's like, he's like, yeah, he had like this crushed up like candle. He's like, he's like, I can spend a lot of time 
developing the candle or I can develop the space around it so then it makes it seem high end mm. if it's like in a gallery but if it's just in your garage it looks like a piece of trash mm-hmm. he's like you know so True. that's kind of what Balenciaga has done is like oh and all these art houses yeah. you know or fashion houses mm-hmm. right because it's crazy who they're collabing with now yeah but it's interesting <sighs> yeah. yeah I wonder what's the future of them after this cause well I don't know I don't I don't make enough money to buy Balenciaga yeah. anyways yeah so yeah, I don't. It doesn't affect. They'll they survive. don't affect me either. They'll survive, but I, I am just curious to see how that continues. If I in, owned it, I wouldn't be wearing it though. I'd yeah. be a little bit like, I don't I'd know like, if I'm gonna I'm wear gonna, this. You, let me wait a week before I put on my Balenciaga <laughs> outfit until this blows you, you over. Pay, you paint a Target. You're like, dude, I just went on a shopping spree to Balenciaga. Like, dude, now I can't return any yeah, of this. I already yeah. pulled the tags yeah. off. Like, oh my goodness, in, there's a guy out there just like that. Yeah. In other news. In other news, <laughs> sorry to interrupt you. Oh, it's gonna be like, has have you seen anything where like widespread just like people burning like Yeezys or anything? I have. They're too expensive. I haven't. Yeah, yeah. that's actually yeah, hilarious. No gonna burn <laughs> no, but, I, but like, like you the know, just, and sneakers and all that shit. Like, I don't burning know. These Remember Nikes. when people were burn? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna torch my Air Monarchs. Yeah. You know? like, Colin Kaepernick's taking a knee. No, like, like I'm like, yeah. bro, you're not the people, you know. And yeah. obviously it was. It honestly wasn't the right move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but I was just curious if if anyone's outraged, you know, by that. Nah, I think they're too comfy. Everyone loves their Yeezys. They're still rocking Yeah. Ah, uh, he made it before he said those things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in other news, uh, Mr. Beast. You guys seen Mr. Beast on Mr. YouTube? Beast? Yeah. He pretty much is just like a nice guy who gives out money to Dude. people and then gets millions of views. I want to try his burgers. Oh, He's his got burgers? burgers? Apparently, so... Well, he, let me let me okay. let, 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 no, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry, um, thinking about food over here. Yeah, I was because I was like, that's that's an easy ten minutes <laughs> right there. Like, <laughs> you you um, were intrigued. Like, I was like, <laughs> so Mr. Beast overtook PewDiePie, that annoying loser. Oh, PewDiePie as the most subscribed YouTuber. There's PewDiePie is on on uh freaking what? recorded on what's that video shit that people watch on World TikTok. Star? No, no, the World streaming star. Twitch. 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 He was on stream saying like N word, N word. Like wow. he was like, eh. when was, oh, that? was like, you, beep, beep. this was like maybe three or four years ago or oh, something like, God. or maybe even <laughs> recent than that. Um, so booty pair. <laughs> his content's annoying. He's annoying, and I hate his guts. All right, dang. I'm just kidding. Stink. I don't feel that strongly <laughs> Story about him. Story continues. But he is kind of annoying. Don't, don't attract um, the eye of Sauron. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Beast has ended, and this is according to what? BBC. Mr. Beast has ended PewDiePie's oh, reign. Oh. As the YouTuber with the most subscribers, the first change at the top in almost 10 years. Swedish creator, he doesn't even go here, whose real name is Felix Kjellberg, became the most subscribed YouTuber in August 2013 um, with his gaming reaction videos. In 2019, he was the first person to attract 100 million subscribers. In the philanthropy of Mr. Beast, really called Jimmy Donaldson, has gained him his 112th million subscriber this month. Even though they don't show the exact numbers on YouTube, that pushed him above loser Booty Pie's 111 million. <laughs> I hate that guy. Just kidding. I don't hate him. But honestly, I don't know. Booty Pie's pretty annoying. I mean, do you guys like it? Listeners? I've never clicked the video. I think I maybe have seen it like back, I don't know, years ago. I don't... Yeah, he's not in my 
my internet world, so I don't really see much from him. He just screams and reacts and stuff, and then he's like, "Ooh, I'm PewDiePie." Ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm hating if any of you guys like PewDiePie, but um, yeah, go Mr. <laughs> Beast. I think uh, he just gives out a lot of money, and people will be watching. It says there's probably no other YouTuber in the world who understands it as well as Mr. Beef. Mr. Beef. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. I smell beef. like beef. Mr. Beef. Mr. Beast. You're a smelly one. Uh, this guy, Mr. Beef. this British YouTuber, Stephen Bridges, says, Making an entertaining video is one thing, but ensuring that every single second of a video keeps the, u- the viewer hooked is very difficult to pull off. And Mr. Beast's retention, the percent of the video that an average viewer watches and viewer counts speak for themselves. Really, Mr. Beast is playing the game of making the most entertaining videos that appeal to the biggest number of people, and he's consistently knocking it out of the park. He's the one who made that Squid Games uh, replica. Yeah. That was crazy. Like that, he he said he spent like ten mil on that. Do you want to just like explain that a little more? Like, uh, so right after Squid Games became a thing, like, biggest show. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe, maybe two three weeks after he replicates the entire set and does the like games so with up with exactly like 457 people yeah and he like he has like a crazy cash prize at the end you know like three hundred thousand dollars and he replicates it all and then the crazy part is after you see all that he shows you behind the scenes That's- he owns like four warehouses back to oh back to back. Oh my gosh. Surely for production so he can build Lucky. those sets inside. Yeah, that's And amazing. then has all the camera crew. And then he had the camera crew working like 48 hours, so you know, crazy. but obviously getting paid. But yeah. it was just like so elaborate. Yeah. That, that like, crazy. you know, a guy only like him with the amount of bankroll yeah. can exercise it. And he's, he's, he's actually a, a genuine guy. Yeah. Um, he was on Joe Rogan. Um, and he was just talking about, he's like, yeah, dude, like you just giving away candy bars or giving away burgers and you're kind of doing it. So, um, the thing about the, behind the burgers is that he, um, found all these ghost kitchens. He's like, Hey, can we put a Mr. Beast burger on your menu and people will order it. And then I guess, um, like I want to, uh, I don't know it off of the top of my head, but I want to say like 50 or 75% mm-hmm. goes to the establishment. Oh, nice. Right. So like, it's a bigger cut and wow. he just puts his name on it. So that way they get money. That's insane. And it was like $14 for like a combo or something like that. Yeah. But like, he apparently sold a ton of them. Wow. I wonder how that works with like, you say like a ghost uh A ghost kitchen, kitchen is like, honestly, you can find it on like DoorDash and Yelp. And they even have it at like, uh, I saw some signs on, uh, what is it? Uh, in like Redondo. It's like, oh, Crate and Barrel or Cracker Barrel, uh-huh. right? Yeah. I've never eaten Cracker Barrel. But yeah. it's like, oh, Cracker Barrel is available on DoorDash now. Huh. So what it means is that an order goes to them. But they don't sit people there. Yeah. They'll send it out. Gotcha. Take out only. Yeah. So then what it kind of means too is like there can be people who like work the service area and they can do multiple different things mm. and just, you know, you just get it delivered or you just go to a kiosk and order whatever too. That's Imagine cool. having all that created and only being 24 years old. Oh my Dude, gosh. he's only 24. He's 24 years old, born in May 7th, 1998. I saw a video about his story because, like, I think you you put me on, like, I don't know, within the past year, yeah. and I saw, like, this story about, like, his evolution as a, a oh, YouTube yeah. a content creator and everything. Yeah. His output is insane. Like, he, he, yeah, he shooting, goes. like, every day almost, turning out these videos. Like, I edit for a living, too, and, like, I can't imagine that Just type of doing, output. Yeah, no. And he, he yeah. loves it. 
Apparently, <laughs> insane. He's this. There's a CEO, Mr. Beast, is you know the brand. Uh, Reed Dersher is an American talent manager and investor, born 1989. Dusher, <laughs> Dusher. That's like it's like D U C H S C H E R. Dusher. Dusher. Maybe. Dusher. Because I would a Dusher. He's the CEO and founder of Night Media and also the talent manager of YouTube personality Mr. Beast. So you kind of wonder how he's able to kind of structure and execute all these giant ideas. Oh. And he just has a, a big, well-paid team. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure now, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because, I mean, on Joe Rogan, he was talking about how he started when he was, like, 14. Yeah. yeah. So he's got a decade in this, and he just made, he's like, yeah, it'd feel bad to only have, like, like, like a couple views and whatnot. But he was like, I, I just want, I just really love this. Kept and he kept going and kept yeah. going and kept going. And just reinvented himself, found yeah. a new structure. I mean, he's setting the tone. Yeah, you know? I don't know how you can thumbnails. Top that. And I, I don't. I, you can't. I don't think if you started right now, you could catch up. I guess it, that's also like a thing too. Just what? the timing, you know. He he started at a good time, like when YouTube a lot of like Infancy. YouTube. Infancy. Yeah, yeah. So. Good for um, Mr. Beast for overtaking that loser poo poo head. <laughs> poo -poo yeah, for real. Um, seems like a good guy, so that's awesome. Yeah, this one's you know the kids love him. I want to be in one of his videos. Give me some money, damn. <laughs> That's all me, I gotta me, say. Me, me, me. Give me the money. Give me the money. You, 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 you gotta gotta run up on to, like hold on to the Lamborghini. Have you seen those contests? That no. he does? They'll have like they're like, all right, everyone, put your hand on this Lamborghini. Last person to like hold hold it there gets the Lamborghini, and then he'll like like raise it. And oh my like, god! Like, oh, you know, how long have they <laughs> done it? Oh, dude, they were like for days i want to say hours i don't know days but Damn. like it was a long that's time. crazy wow. well he's always giving away money because it's like i got too much money I tax right yeah because he like it feeds makes, itself well yeah he makes a video about giving stuff away and people like love like, it like 10 million people watch it yeah. and that's like what another like 300 grand yeah he has like a, a whole Dude. system yeah yeah, that's wild. Like a million is like three thousand, so then ten million—that's like thirty grand. But like, I mean, like, and then plus he's got other the sponsors. Good, and all this stuff. good yeah, for that, know. man. Um, I have 24. some unfortunate news to share with the no, people. Say that, so, uh, Jason David Frank, um, you know the the main who played Tommy Oliver in the White Ranger, in the original Power Rangers, has unfortunately passed away. So, uh, you know. Loved Power Rangers as a kid. You know, I had seen that Power Rangers movie about 500 times, <laughs> 600 times. You want to do? Ask yeah. me how many times yeah. I say. Yeah. I used to watch that over and over as again. As a kid? Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh. it, that shit's fine. And he was like my favorite Power Ranger for a minute when he oh, like first came and introduced. Oh. You know, he was, it was like what, so cool. He was the Green Ranger. Yeah. He was an evil one. Yeah. Right? And then he like changed sides and he became the White Ranger. Yeah. Right? The tiger. And All everything. nice and clean white outfits. Yeah. <laughs> Fresh. Yeah. Remember? I won't even go there. Oh. But man, uh, RIP to the man's. Unfortunately, he um, passed away from suicide. Uh, age 49 so I don't know it's, it's 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 that's kind of on my mind just a little bit um, yeah just you know you don't really know what people are going through regardless of the levels of success that they yeah. achieve and it makes me curious to think of what his journey yeah. was what had been kind of plaguing him in the last decade or so of his life to ultimately lead him to this 
point point yeah. where you know he felt that he had to do this um he also had uh four children so he's gonna Dang. he's leaving behind the family yeah That's tough. it reminds me of someone else that i knew who, have a full staff of who passed yeah. away suddenly from oh. uh gun violence self-inflicted what? and it was very sudden and out of nowhere and it just when it happens like that there's no real answers because of the suddenness he seemed fine the whole time and then yeah. you know it's just Never next know. thing you know it's gone from no one in the family knew what happened either i think it happened when people were yeah. home and he was upstairs no maybe way. the gun had discharged unknowingly oh, but you know it's just one of those things you just don't You'll know, never know the- fully what no. could have gotten him to that point so um anyways we don't want to be remembering him for it, that sad stuff instead he managed to impact a lot of lives and yeah. provide us all with great memories and have an impact on, you know, especially a lot of us 90s kids and, mm, yeah. and babies and whatnot. Fox so yeah. um, we appreciate you, brother, brother Jason. Yeah. And uh, safe travels. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that kind of is all that I got for pop culture and music so uh we're about to get to i feel like there's been other there's been music music news um let me just think for a quick moment and see if i can think of it quick enough 21 savage was saying that uh oh nas yeah but that's he had a tweet that was saying that like you guys are reaching that's not what he was intended to say like that's what the media was like sharing and a lot of yeah yeah. sources nothing there all right you we're going officially (laughs) into our drop some music did she she dropped like a song we're done with music we're going on the news (laughs) it's over (laughs) what do you want this played it's time for news okay just in time, your Channel 5 correspondent put in bombers out in the field to give you the gist. We're talking about news! Do it then! <laughs> the funniest news to come out in the last, like, uh, week is that stupid, dumb loser, Rick Caruso, loser! Why are you so mean today? Lost... <laughs> His Who's race. He was running for be, LA. What? He was ra- running. Oh, he's oh. The, the billionaire. Oh yeah, no. Apparently, he spent like 110 mil. Yeah. yeah he lost it, and then we have our first uh, female mayor. Mm-hmm. Yo, shout out to her. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Girl power. Uh, so first, I got a playlist for that dumb loser. Thank you, Rick Caruso. When I found out that he lost, I was like, ha. I was like this. Yeah, the, it was kind of. <laughs> it was crazy. Funny. It was like back and forth, dude. Yeah. We had so many ads running for so many months. Anytime I was on YouTube or oh anything, it would just be a Rick Caruso ad, and he's like, "I'm Rick Caruso, and I'm rich and evil, <laughs> and I don't care about <laughs> any of you." Seriously, yeah. he, I'm Mr. Bigglesworth. He's yeah. one of those. He so he is a oh. huge property developer. He's the one who created the Grove in Los Angeles. Oh. He set all that up. Um, He was Republican and then switched to be Democratic, I think. Yeah. Like recently, you know. What is is this? (laughs) He spent more than $100 million of his own fortune on his mayoral bid, uh, shattering local spending records records, and pumping previously unprecedented sums into field outreach. 
and TV advertising. That's a lot of jobs he created, I guess. I mean, doing like we went through like. I mean, I'm just like. 110 mil got pumped into Los Angeles somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like maybe two or three marketing firms. I mean, I, I yeah, I, mean, I don't maybe. know. I just think that, like, imagine if he just, this is the what people, at least on the internet, oh. were saying. What if he had just put that 100 million into the community to, like, yeah, help, like, solve the well. homelessness Dude. and stuff like that? Instead, he just kind of threw it down the toilet and he still <laughs> didn't win he got some celebrity wow. uh, all the celebrity endorsements really? endorsements yeah so dj perry. khaled yeah <laughs> katie perry was a big one katie perry she like posted a picture about it too like that you know she no, voted no. and people were like totally like i'm curious as to like how much he paid katie perry yeah, I wonder how. I think even Snoop might have. What's the cost? Endorsed him. So I mean, it says that Caruso, a white man, built a real estate empire on spectacle and spectacular attention to detail, creating highly controlled private spaces like the Grove Shopping Center that evoke an idealized version of urban life. His high sheen candidacy, which largely focused on his easily digestible pledge to clean up LA, painted the former police commission president as a political outsider with the business chops to succeed where longtime politicians had failed. Ultimately, however, it was the candidates' disparate political histories that became the defining divide of the race. Uh, Bass was a lifelong Democrat. Uh, She had built up a virtual wall of support from the Democratic establishment in the general election. The real estate developer registered as a Democrat for the first time in late January, less than three weeks before he declared his candidacy. Uh, so that's funny. His Republican past became an inescapable albatross in the summer and fall. It was just crazy because it was one of those, here's like an out of touch, absurdly rich person who came into it and was like, I've got a lot of money. Mm -hmm. I'll win. I'm just going to throw my money at it and then I'm going to win. And then that's what he did. He threw a hundred million dollars at this campaign just in this year, from the beginning of this year to now, he threw in a hundred million dollars. And then he still lost. It's great so. to see the people take action and vote, you know? And say... And I, th- no. I, th- I kind of think, like, we're living in a time right now, too, where things just aren't always that easy. You know, like, the general public is smarter than it's ever been. There's so much information. So we're able to find out this shit, yeah. like, oh, he used to be a Republican. Oh, he has a ton of money. Like, what's yeah. his intentions? All this shit, you know, it's like... I, I think, yeah, especially after, like, you know, the past couple of years, it's like, you see the money trail we're not so like blind exactly we had a lot of time indoors to learn yeah <laughs> like computer sleuths yeah, yeah you know armchair detectives like yeah. where's the money coming <laughs> yeah. from you see where's the money he's in a back alley yeah, paying people yeah. off. Like, I, I so i think it's a different time we're like a smarter society we have evolved exactly you know we've taken the time inside our cocoon yep. aka our bed <laughs> and metamorphosized into a much more knowledgeable like oh this is how politics is yeah, right. yeah. what about lobbyists what about all those mm-hmm. other things it's like okay it makes much more Catching sense on. especially like in california in los angeles yeah you know the only thing i could say would be like well i mean i guess i'd be talking down to my angelinos but i'd say the only i think more politically charged people than like los angelinos would be san franciscans I don't know if that's the way, yeah. way to the say friskins. it. The Friskins. Yeah. The Friskins. The Friskios. Mm. Franciscos. The sourdough people. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I think like they are very 
politically oriented, very charged with culture, you know, kind of yeah. very aware. Yeah, woke in that sense. Yeah. You know, and then especially in Los Angeles, you have big kind of, you know, campaign like this is like, wait, you're just shoveling money, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious how many how many votes did he win or he didn't uh, lose by? He won by it was like, close. Uh it wasn't super close. Was it? It was like uh at least it was more than a couple percentage points, but, but I do want to kind of keep the ball rolling just right. in the consideration of time. So, um, Sisyphus. last thought on that is a uh, loser, you lost. Dang. Um, <laughs> in other news, uh, Colorado, you're not going to believe this. What? Colorado actually became, and you're not, you're totally not going to believe this. The just wait. You just America. wait until I. The I tell first you what's gonna happen. State. Chile, Colorado. Two. Actually, it's the second state. Oh, <laughs> oh. Colorado became the second state after Oregon to legalize oh. magic mushrooms. Let's Whoa. go. Tubular. And decriminalize oh, no. other psychedelics for adults following Tuesday's midterm oh. elections. With 92% of the vote counted, the Associated Press projects yes. that voters pass Proposition 122, which decriminalizes using and possessing psilocybin and psilocin, DMT, mescaline, ibogaine, uh, and others, uh, mainly psychoactive drugs. Um, so now it can be used for experimental addiction treatment. The war on drugs is the 80s? Yeah, yeah. Ronald Reagan. It was okay. like uh, Iran Contra and like basically feeling, uh, what is it? Uh, was it guerrilla warfare in like Nicaragua or yeah. something like that? And then they pushed. Like cocaine through Miami, and then basically started the crack epidemic, and then started the war on drugs, mm-hmm. which gave them the reason to infiltrate like hippies and like Black Panther movements because mm-hmm. they're using and stuff like that. Yeah. But isn't so it kind of crazy yeah. that the war on drugs didn't work? Yeah, did, did nothing except ruin a lot of lives That's true. and create more addicts. Where's, yeah. where's that thing with Biden? Kind of like. Uh, pardoning all the people for I don't yeah, I haven't heard any I, updates since I mean it's it's a very it's it's a, it's a sleepy cabinet you yeah know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole the whole, the whole president I like you know like sleepy joke. I don't even know where Kamala Harris is I, I you know. know like I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow with like Andrew Schultz it's like this guy does not bring the content yeah you know yeah. like you don't tune in every like you're upset by something maybe it's we like, needed it a little i yeah it's kind of it's kind of <laughs> after little. getting so much content you know uh, you need like a slow steady a slower pace <laughs> yeah no i mean like it just it's just one of those things where it's like i'm, I'm just curious as to where things are like you hear about it you're like yeah you're great you clap and then you like move on yeah you yeah. know and stuff like that but i mean i hope it good for too. colorado good for colorado let's give them this uh mm-hmm. let's hope that it leads to is, more decriminalization across the united states is it clinical trials or is it like recreational is anybody it, you can anybody you can't, you can't buy and sell but you can have it on you and take it that's so, you're that's, fine. that's the Amsterdam rule. It's like you can't buy it, you can't sell it, but yeah. you can have it on. It's like you can how gift does, it. How does one acquire it? <laughs> yeah. You know you what? Know. The way you do it is there's like people like they're doing this with medical marijuana. You make a church where it's basically your followers are church. allowed. Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah. It's their right to have it. <laughs> yeah. You know? I am the Where there's a will, the there's a church. way. Church of Third people Eye. People are always gonna get their hands on it. So not criminalizing them, you know, for using it responsibly is Great. Yeah. That's um, how it should be. The last news topic I want to talk about, and then we'll go on to content for this oh, week, okay. is uh, revolves 
a massive amount of money being lost. Money? And uh, money. guess where it's coming from? It's coming from the uh, cryptocurrency. Oh, <laughs> not the coins. That's right. We're talking about oh, coins, coins, baby. Talk about like being hit when you're already down. Dude, right? it was. It's. I mean, I followed it a lot, and like down bad. I've been in like the space for a long time, and it was just like it was just one crappy thing after another. Interest mm-hmm. rates, dang, no one knew. Stock market was plummeting, mm-hmm. and then the war with Ukraine was just. So much uncertainty, like I need money out. And then all of a sudden, like, dude, I feel bad for that. Or I don't feel bad for the guy from FTX because of all the stuff that's coming out. But <laughs> if he didn't about. if he didn't poke Binance, that guy would not pull out all that money. Mm. And then it was just downhill from there. Yeah. So. He 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 thought he was untouchable. Someone touched him. Yep. Yeah. So uh can you give that background on what happened with Binance? So there's this uh, pretty much like a cryptocurrency exchange called FTX, which was one of like the largest exchanges yeah. that you could purchase and sell crypto on, just like Coinbase or others. Yeah. So essentially, like, I guess there's like kind of like, you know, the big, the big people are Binance is like a, it used to be a Chinese exchange. Now it's come, I think it's like in Malaysia or something like that. Some kind of Southeast Asian country. But basically, they're one of the biggest exchanges and FTX became one of the biggest players as an exchange too. Well, the guy, Sam or whatever, ran his mouth, kind of said something about CZ, who's like the guy who runs Binance, mm. saying like, oh, are you even allowed to come into like, you know, like DC? Like mm. poking and prodding him. And because he said something like that, he was like, all right, well... We don't like how, or because I think something was happening where they were going to bail out FTX or something like that. And he's like, all right, well, we're not going to do that. And then we're going to sell all your token, which is FTT. And basically because they liquidated it, the thing just plummeted. Everyone reacted. Everyone reacted because they're like, dude, they're they're selling like billions of it. So if someone's just selling it and he has to buy it back, they're selling it. It's just going down, 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 down. Mm. And then because after that, he didn't have money to like you know supplement all his other stuff like it just kind of made it worse and worse and then because of that a lot of things got exposed because you know people were like yo we invested in you basically yeah. what is it i think it's the dolphins arena it's called the ftx arena oh, oh yeah they had yeah. to like rename oh, like, yeah. like crypto.com yeah, yeah. That's crazy a lot of other stuff but the problem is is that it, because of the small little tiff it's shaking. It, it shows all of the crypto. Yeah, it shows you how the giant. <laughs> it shows you how immature it is. Yeah. Because it was literally you didn't have to send that tweet and you'd been fine. Yeah. But you thought you were like untouchable. The bees yep. news. You know, but like realize like he's got your asset in yeah, his exchange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A just, lot of it. Yeah. And you just did that, and then you know there's a breakdown online if you want to figure out more. But it was just like it was like high school gossip, and then all of a sudden he's like, all right, well. I'm going to tell your mom and something like that. And then it just kind of like snowballed. And now all the dirt's being dug up on FTX because because no one is getting paid to keep quiet. Mm. Because, you know, you know, you, you, you don't, you don't bad talk about the hand that feeds you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So now everyone's like talking about the orgies and the people that pay it off and the hedge funds that are involved and just all this wild stuff and how, and how like apparently that guy, Sam is like the the son of like some like billionaire like real uh, estate it's just like it's all this wild stuff yeah and it's just like well don't you feel like an idiot you know yeah. just stay off of twitter just don't be yeah. be you about s- your business and right? so what had happened after their 
currency went down the FTX, FTC what was uh, it FTX. or FTT so after yeah so after FTT went down like FTX like froze withdrawals on its platform oh. so nobody could pull their crypto that they had so, saved yeah. with FTX so they so didn't imagine. have the money well, to cover so they're hemorrhaging out. like that that's the same thing that happened with Celsius back oh, in June yeah. and I lost a bunch of assets that way no yeah. well because like dude it's like wait what so like they have this rule it's like not your not your not your keys not your coins right so you're mm-hmm. supposed to have your like private keys and whatnot and you know people are trusting because like oh they're getting money and revenue back because they're loaning out elsewhere and basically they just freeze it it's like oh you don't have it so then celsius claimed bankruptcy Dang. so i'm in this like weird limbo thing oh, i don't expect to get my money shit. back but Dang. i'm like is what it is live and learn man so that's, you yeah, fu- that's what you get yeah. for playing in the casino i guess Man. You know, but like FTX, yeah, that's bad. That's already looking like terrible. So bad. Yeah. This, something else just happened what? just this last Friday. It says the collapse of XTX, uh, already one of the most spectacular disasters in financial history. This is from Coindesk.com. Uh, it worsened as hundreds of millions of dollars were drained from the cryptocurrency oh, exchange yeah. Oh, yeah. hours after it filed for bankruptcy. So, yeah. More than $600 million was siphoned from FTX's crypto wallets late Friday. Soon after, Sweet. FTX stated in its official Telegram channel that it had been compromised, instructing users not to install any new upgrades and to delete all FTX apps. So it got hacked. Yeah, that's what it says. It's a F- there, this was the notice they had said. FTX has been hacked. FTX ha- apps are malware. Delete them. Chat is open. Don't go on FTX site as it might download Trojans. Wrote an account administrator in the support Telegram chat. Insane. So People money just like... <laughs> It's down bad. Gone, right in, yeah, right yeah. in the instance. Insane. Like, I, mean, like, I just feel so bad for anyone that had major money up in there, you know? I mean, Imagine dude. happened to your whole fortune. Like, I've got a million dollars. Trusting this I mean, that's when you hit the suicide line, honestly. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, I mean, like, a lot, a lot of people, like, or like when uh, Terra Luna went down below a cent. Bad. A lot of people. And the crazy thing is I sold the week before. I was like, oh, jeez. Oh, wow. But, like yeah the space is really shook yeah and it's like i don't know what to do but do you think it's like it's well, shaking up the confidence so, in crypto right is it, it still it is it is but like hodl like, or die no but like here's the thing is like the technology is still there but it's like these jackasses who are running exchanges like okay like ftx doesn't need their own token they just made it yeah right binance doesn't need their own token they just made it right mm-hmm. things like ethereum and bitcoin were made and you can't make more of them. Yeah. yeah. But these people just printed their own money. That, and then now we're getting mad at the banks that printed their own money. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be honest, you know? Yeah. So, hot tip, I'm not a financial advisor, is like, there's only 21 million Bitcoin out there. Mm-hmm. Probably 18 after like all the other ones have been lost, but like they're not printing anymore. Yeah. So to have one at a discount or a partial, it's like, you, you can't go wrong with that because it's not, right now, it's not about Bitcoin sucking and not doing what it does. Technology. It's about these billionaires and these exchanges kind of having their own little tips. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. like so you're like, so me and Ken talk about this a lot, and we're kind of like, yeah, we don't know what to believe, and there's like, you you, you lose a lot of distrust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then a lot of people, like even this one guy I watched, his name is Max Maher, and basically he was like, yeah, like FTX, like you know, supported my channel, blah blah blah, and I didn't think that this would happen. And he's like, honestly, I got to do more due diligence. And yeah. I took their money because they were sound. But then all of a sudden this happened and things started getting exposed that you start to see like all the cracks. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, no. And it's like, 
if I'm gonna bet on anything, Ethereum works. Yeah. Bitcoin, Bitcoin works. works. Yeah. You know, just just stick with that. Dollar cost average those, and eventually this will all blow over. But like, the thing of exchanges freezing your assets. Scary. That's scary because yeah. it's like it's like you could have thousands of dollars in there, like I did. Yeah. And then just. Yeah. Even like Robinhood as an exchange for stocks. Remember like when, when they froze for yeah. GME and yeah. stuff like that? Yeah. It's like you're not even in control of the money you're So it's like that's how bad things are for like the middle classes. Like you're trying to invest to get up out of it, yeah, right? Yeah. And even then it's like there I could just flick the switch and turn off the lights. Yeah. Right? Insane. So that just goes to show you that. You're not in the club. Yeah, yeah. You don't belong. Yeah. yeah. They don't want you there. Mm-hmm. Right? And all these... Cri- I, I don't know who's at the top, but I'm just saying, like, whoever has money can turn off this exchange. Yeah. Can shut off Wall Street. Because it, which one, if I think it's if the Dow Jones drops, like, like a significant amount, like 10%, uh-huh. they can just stall. What? Yeah. Damn. Like, how, how, how can you turn something off? Yeah. So that's the thing with Bitcoin... You can't print more mm-hmm. and it doesn't it, it goes up and fluctuates to however the price is yeah right so you can't turn it off yeah you can't stop it from being mined it's just a train it keeps going it just keeps chugging but all these exchanges and stuff it's just gonna leave a really bad taste in people's mm-hmm. mouth that they can't trust yeah but i'm gonna scoop up during the sale because nice. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm just I've, saying yeah i've lived through this multiple eight times years since yeah. 2012 yeah Right, so I've seen it. It was like, yep, you know, and it's like going up and going down, going up and down, and I'm just like, eh, another day. Yeah, yeah another same. Day. Yeah. It's just like, oh, just oh, got to yeah. hodl. Yeah, no, like you know, I mean, like, at least I'm not like Kanye West losing a billion dollars in a day. Yeah, yeah. Saying, you know what I'm um, my final news topic that I want to talk about. Some of the celebs are also being sued that endorsed it. So Tom, Tom Brady was a big no, one. Yeah. Uh, Steph Curry, I think, was. I saw oh, that somewhere. See, that's the problem is everyone thought FTX was golden, right? Yeah. So then because of their the guy was saying because like even like these high end like top tier people weren't able to vet it. Yeah, exactly. The hoax was like deep. Dude, there's commercials that are floating on Twitter of like Tom Brady and he's like literally doing like these yeah. commer- like, FTX is the best. Yeah, yeah. I kiss my kids. But I mean like dude, these people don't understand the technology. Yeah. You know, so they're just like, oh, check. Cool. Yeah. You know, wild stuff. Right. Uh, well, one last thing in financials is the Supreme Court has cleared Democrats to see Trump's tax returns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to officially become public. Time. I'm actually kind of curious. Me too. But they're going to get it. It says the they're justices, they rejected Mr. Trump's bid in October to block a lower bid. court's ruling that granted the panel's it. request for his financial records. Um he said he criticized the decision on wednesday and said the supreme court had lost its honor uh he was the first president in 40 years not to release his taxes after announcing his first presidential run and uh they've been trying to get his taxes since 2019 and um let's see there were no notes of dissent from any of the judges so all the judges were like yep release them (laughs) even the three that he put in office look imagine if they said no then it's like you almost you have to you know for the look of the court yeah and so it was pretty much a big schmacker because he was almost able to run out the clock on the congressional request to view his tax returns 
in one more month, he would have been fine because <laughs> the Democrats only had one month left controlling the House of Reps. Um, but now the Supreme Court has given him this green light. So yeah. the Ways and Means Committee now has about four weeks until January 3rd before the Republican takeover to go through his tax returns. And Damn. so three weeks may be long enough to, uh, you know, unearth some interesting things. Imagine Dude. they go into tax returns and there's just tons of payouts to like yeah. hookers and bribes and like wild the shit. The dirtiest like, shit. You know, just the wildest shit. Or on the flip side, if we get it and it's all just clean and proper and there's nothing. Disappointing. Surprising. Yeah, it's just flat. It's just like, he's like, You're like shit. he's just not making a lot of money. That's why he didn't want to share it. I don't know. Yeah. So just a funny development after all this back and what, forth what and it, no what, progress. What is this? $562 to McDonald's? Yeah. 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 What is this? charged at how 130 what many are you doing yeah. why so uh that concludes our news for this section but you know what see you tomorrow <laughs> it's time for content so content, what are you freaking fools been watching i was gonna content. say do you want to um i know it's content time but like you know also twitter was reinstated on twitter or he's brought back on twitter oh, yeah elon Trump. made his account live on twitter but then Trump denied said, it i'm staying on truth social yeah. so. Dang, yeah. bro. so now it's just but Dang. it is interesting on the account the last right. tweets are just the january 6 like death riots so yeah so you can read them and go back, it's and back like, oh, oh shit yeah you can see the tweets from that day are like yeah, you know. it's bad um so stand still stand by that okay. entertainment that so. Uh, entertainment. content, entertainment. Um, what do you fools been watching? Anything what? interesting, stimulating to the people? White Lotus. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's getting tense. It's cool. Yeah. I like. I. I like how intricate it is. Yeah. The characters what are, are much more interesting. What What's can up? you tell me about the pacing, the composition? Like, what about this show? This season in particular is good to you that you are like. I'm looking forward to the next episode. So. Last season they were in Hawaii and it felt like you noticed how they were the the guests were treating a lot of the help yeah the service industry the people at the hotel mm -hmm. this one it seems more integrated within itself of the guests yeah. and the other guests yeah not so much like the the, the people who are running yeah, the, the service, establishment you know, like, yeah. I mean the only person you kind of really know are like is like the um, head manager yeah and then I think well. For better I, potential interest. I have a theory. Yeah, yeah. That it's the the uh what is it? The entertainment girls mm -hmm. who are also kind of like they kind of like belong with the service of the the uh hotel as well. Yeah. And they're kind of integrating themselves with all the different people. Yeah. So my theory is that one of the girls' name is Lucia. Yeah. I think she's gonna be the one who like dies oh because the whole premise of yeah. of, of white lotus is that in the beginning it shows you a person who died but you don't know yeah you only see like the body getting washed up or something like that yeah and it takes it's kind of like a mystery yeah it's like comedy dark comedy yeah um that like evolves into like a death mm -hmm. right so it's kind of like a like knives out or an agatha christie kind yeah. of thing but in its own particular way mm -hmm. and because of that you kind of try to predict where it's gonna yeah, go, yeah, yeah. and I like this one because it's so like integrated and yeah. kind of like you I've, know. I so like with the last season, I felt like you know it's like a steady pace. You know, the first couple episodes, and then 
as things develop, it just gets tighter. Like the the interactions, you know, everything is just it's, gets more tense. It's like uh, what is it? It comes down to like the seconds and minutes. Yeah. Versus like like before they're just like I'm gonna be yeah, blah, blah, yeah, blah. and then yeah. also it comes down to like the last parts where it's like like Ooh. that one dude is like doing the operation yeah. and like the other guy is like it's like trying to sneak in and yeah it drop just a deuce gets, and then it just it gets so tight yeah it's, it's towards like, the end so it's like fuck yeah it's like and then you all of a sudden like what happens yeah yeah you know so that's but, been great and one of the cool things is i think this one takes place it's italy right sicily sicily italy italy yeah, yeah sicily italy and it's really nice dude oh my gosh all the, all the the like landscape shots uh-huh. are crazy yeah you know i didn't really feel much for the tide into the seagull transition yeah, yeah. Know, i was looking i was like what, the, what was that <laughs> did they give it to like some high school and be like oh this is a good one yeah you know? yeah yeah but like the characters are really funny J- jennifer coolidge uh she's great known from uh, legally blonde the bend and snap lady she's she's really funny. she's like she's like, she's like <laughs> i think he's cheating yeah. on me just you know is there something wrong yeah i have a fortune teller i love <laughs> her why, impre- why did i pay you yeah you're supposed to be positive yes <laughs> like, like, like she's, she's great she's just so weird yeah and she's like she's so like so in she's like, so odd yeah she's she's like she has so much wealth and then she just she uh, just does what she wants yeah. and she's kind of like i don't know she has like the um I don't even know what to call her. It's like the intern that helps her. He's like, go away. Yeah. Come back. I don't want to be alone. Yeah. She's so needy. She is. You know? I mean, she's just like an old, like, like imagine like a baroness. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just like everyone's at her back and call. Like, in, in the, yeah. okay. So to put it in the first, in the first season, she's out in Hawaii to like spread her mom's ashes yeah. by like the ocean. And then it gets to this one part, and she's like, "I just can't do it." Yeah. I was just like, "So, so ridiculous." So you're always like on her emotional like yeah. roller coaster, yeah, and it always flips in a moment. No. But yeah, so characters are great, uh, locations great. It's shot really well, mm. and it, you know, as the story goes on, it just gets more tense, which is exciting. So yeah, White Lotus on HBO. I recommend checking that out. Um, I saw that FIFA doc, which we talked about mm. earlier. That was pretty good. Um, what else? I won't. You, you take the. You All right. I watched a, a couple of episode or two ago. I was talking about the Netflix adaptation of mm. um, the Western classic, not Western what, as in Western. genre, but Western literature classic, All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh, really? Which is. Uh, Ernest Hemingway? Originally, not Ernie, Ernest Hemingway. No? That yeah. is a German book. Um, German All book. Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, is a book by Scott Fitzgerald. L. Oh wait, wait, wait. L. Ron Hubbard. No, no, no. Where's Where's the original? Leroy Jenkins. Book. Uh, by Eric Remark, Eric and Carl. he is. He actually fought in World War One. Oh. Uh, he was a German soldier, and he wrote essentially this story, which is semi memoir, but also you know it's a, a fictional book. Mm. But it, I think, a lot of events he had witnessed or experienced or gone through similar things and it is a famous anti-war classic anyways netflix uh adopted it and created a movie out of it and it was trending on netflix as like you know one of the top movies in the last two weeks i had spoken about it briefly finally watched it um last week and it's great um i think when it comes to adaptations especially of 
books like that that have that much power and weight and you know after you read that book uh i had to read it in senior year of high school after reading it it's one of those books that kind of sits with you for a bit and you don't quite forget it and when some source material has that type of weight to it seeing it visually recreated and holding true to the source material is very impressive there was a moment towards the end where i thought it was going to deviate from how the book ended until it didn't and i was very impressed very impressed with the ending of it because i was curious it doesn't happen exactly the same way it almost happens the ending's a little bit louder than how the book ends but how they hang off with the final shots and stuff is almost more impactful really sits with you on this journey that the main character goes being at the start of the war one of those youthful i think it was 1916 when him and his boys joined in and world war one i think took place it was 1915 to 19 or 15 to 18 um anyways where he joined in Mm. was in 1916 and he was in combat around 1917 so anyways world war one is a fascinating time to look at because it's just one of the worst instances of carnage in human history for example in one particular battlefield like 20,000 British soldiers died within like an hour imagine 20,000 people dying in one hour on one battlefield in one day in a single battlefield so all quiet on the western front takes place in that wreckage it takes place within that setting and scenario and if you have seen 1917 which was a movie uh that came out just a few years ago yeah. oh i know by yeah by sam mendes it, it's one long cut i would say that that gives you a good taste of it i'd say that this expands on that this is almost like a three-hour movie and the pacing was excellent. I think that the composition shots, it was all technically very well done. It was a good movie. There was no part where the gore felt silly or way over the top. It was reserved, but also like just enough. Some of the stuff you see is crazy. There's like, they got guys with flamethrowers. It's just like shows you, it does a good job of keeping it extremely human and also presenting this carnage at scale without it being so overwhelming that you just feel like a depressed mess like it, mm-hmm. it's i would say it falls more in line with like a the saving private ryan as far as this sense of giving you this massive scale that there's like this larger conflict going on but focusing in on these characters and taking you along this ride with great pacing like it, it reminded me more of like a yeah like a saving private ryan not as as far as like the like a gung-ho you know this zippiness to it but the set pieces all this there's a lot of movement going on and it doesn't it, it paces itself well uh, i highly recommend watching it it's not gonna be as 
I think some of the reviews are, if you were to go on like Rotten Tomatoes or something, um, which it has a really great score. I think it's above 90, like maybe 95. But some of the reviews were like, you know, dismal, blah, 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 blah. You won't feel depressed after seeing this, but you will be thoughtful. And I do think for a lot of people who have not had the opportunity to learn or read about World War One, I, I, I do think it is one of the most uh, fascinating kind of no. moments in human history and i do think that it's it's important to kind of have some general concept yeah. or like just having an awareness that because everyone knows about world war ii but i think that world war one was some really uh insanely wild shit that it's like you almost are like when you actually do start learning about what that experience was like you're like whoa oh my god do it? Yeah. for three years oh my god yeah. like four actually it was like four or five years yeah. in mud and trenches and just dying in the mud it's hor hor Ugh, insane yeah. millions and millions of people died from shells and bullets yeah. wild yeah so uh check out all quiet on the western front i highly recommend it i thought it was a great watch and the pacing was so well that there was no part where i was kind of like over it um check it out it's on netflix it's on it's for free I think you would um, get some value out of watching it. Is it weird that like things like the History Channel and Discovery Channel don't show any like war documentaries anymore? Yeah, like you we have to go to like Hulu, Amazon, or, like, Amazon. Yeah. HBO does have a lot of the documentaries, but it's like you have to search. Yeah, you, you want to know why? It, why? it had to do with oh. advertising um, back in the day. So like, uh, okay. what they would do is they would create programs that would attract audiences and the advertisers would, you know, essentially kind of finance these uh, programs. So like they knew the demographic peak viewers would be, you know, ages 35 to 60. That's the highest viewership. What kind of content are they into? Historical war content. So then they would create that and a lot of people would watch. And so a lot of the content being created was based around drawing audiences to ultimately these advertisers but because these demographics would be interested in these particular subjects they would get the budgets to be able to create these so that's why for like you know from 2006 to 2011 it was like hell like hitler like <laughs> there was like 15 yeah, hitler shows yeah. on like uh the history channel Hunting you know it was like hitler, Hunting hitler yeah, the yeah, secret yeah. hitler documents yeah, yeah. because it turns hey, out discovery that, little hitler you know <laughs> Whoa. you know because yeah, so it turns people. out males 28 to 55 would tune in to watch that so I, I thought that's a little bit of just some programming background but i think that's a big reason of why these you know different no, shows that's, that's good to know because it's like yeah, it's all pawn stars and ancient aliens. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like where's, where's the war? Yeah, like, you know? Yeah. When's Shark Week? Come on, man. Yeah. This could be like something. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but so that that's probably the biggest like the the reason why yeah money and i would say just runs off. the most impactful content that i had kind of seen within the last two weeks oh wakanda oh, I saw wakanda oh you guys saw that saw saw it. It. oh saw damn how was it uh, two hours fucking, and 40 minutes did it feel like two hours and 40 minutes not at all Jeez, i thought it was fucking crazy. fire um so this is what i have to say about it i had seen you know, kind of some mixed reviews out there online. Not from any of my friends or from any people that I know personally. I'd only seen like kind of good responses from people that I know personally. But 
you know, the professional critics. And also there's actually one person that I know who he used to, he worked in the film industry and he like, as a film graduate, blah, blah, blah. He, uh, he will do film reviews on his like Instagram stories. And he gave this one like a 0. 0.5 out of five. And he was like, I'm done with Marvel movies so after crazy. this, basically. 0. 0.5. He said that it was, so I saw that prior. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. Not even a yeah. yeah. So I saw that prior to me go, going into the film but i still went in like op- open completely mind. open-minded yeah. but i was kind of waiting for like when does this get bad or like i'm curious like does this is there gonna be a point where this is like oh well that was really awkward or that was silly hater. that was like odd and then I, I was waiting for that and that moment never happened through the hey. whole movie i was just like i think i was maybe, yeah i think i was like a third through it and i was just like I don't know. This is pretty good. Yeah. And then Trying to get 0.5. Through, yeah. through the whole movie, I was just like, I was like, this is a good movie. Yeah. This is a pretty good movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it. My I, mom and aunt saw it too, and they my, loved it too. Like mom, all three, three out of three. Yeah. My mom just kept saying, that was a good movie. She was like, that was a good movie. <laughs> wow. I really like that. And she doesn't ever go to movies. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But how she doesn't they. She really watch Marvel movies, actually. I mean, yeah. They, they spend a little extra time on like the Black Panther series. Yeah, you so know? They, especially now integrating the what is it, Namor? Handled yeah. with Seamer, care. Submariner. Namor. So Namor, his character and his people's care, like they were handled excellently. They oh. had, uh, so Namor, his it's like kind of off of like the coast of where like, uh, is it like it's supposed to be Atlantis? Yeah, it's supposed to be so the city like of Atlantis, close to. Uh, Aztec. Uh, like Aztec or Mayan I forgot what the place is so they kind of like well the spin is is that he comes from like you know that like native like basically it's a, like no it's not Native American but it's like what do you what do you call those people like like like, like Aztec and Incans are not uh, like, like uh, Mez- Mezo Mesothelioma mm, something eh, Mesopotamia like no, nah. no, no, no I can't remember <laughs> it's, it's something like along those it's, lines dude I'd, pretty I'd, much the native I, Mexicans I would, I would yeah. fail the spelling bee like can I can I get it in a sentence country of yeah. origin South America well yeah. please you know but yeah. no 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 but like they spun it so that like Atlantis is like one of those kind of civilizations uh-huh. but under the water that's because cool. Namor is supposed to be I mean, he's white with, like, black hair. Mm-hmm. And he looks kind of like a fish, you know? And the comics. Yes. And he's actually kind of, well, he's, like, he's kind of, like, an anti-hero because he, like, wants to protect Atlantis and not, like, expose people to it. Mm. So he goes out and fights for them, you know? Gotcha. But, yeah, I'm curious as to how they spun it for him. Because, like, my dad even says, he's like, Namor ain't Mexican. <laughs> what's going on? I'm like, yeah. oh, they're doing the kind of, like, you know. Yeah. Making everyone because I mean it, it kind of fits I yeah. guess you can spin it that way it's it not must a big deal fit. yeah yeah know? so what uh, no more I'm trying to find what the place but it, it pretty much his background he's like Mayan and so, oh. but what I liked about the representation of Namor and his people is they didn't have like the Spanish light-skinned yeah. Mexicans or like the whitewashed Mexicans or anything like that like in a lot of like uh, Latino media and especially down in Mexico even if you change to the Mexican channel now and all the soap operas the telenovelas all the newscasters yeah. they're not the brown dark-skinned Mexicans yeah. it's like the light-skinned Spanish looking some of them could pass off as white mm-hmm. that's essentially what you get pushed for like Mexicans in media Mestizos. and that's not what this movie did at all all of uh, Namor's people 
are the real like Indian Mexicans, oh. like the real native Mexicans. They have, you know, the, it's the features, the real, mm-hmm. yeah, I loved it. Oh yeah, there's definitely a certain quality. I, cool. I loved it, all of them. That's and awesome. Even how they handled Namor, he speaks with his like uh, accent because he's a native Spanish speaker. And I just think how they handled all of the characters, they handled everybody with grace. They awesome. handled his character with grace. They made him a complex villain, like you said, anti-hero. Yeah. It was yeah. great, and I just think that if I was like Latino watching this, I think this is probably one of the coolest representations of, um, of the- South American culture. Like, uh, and I don't even know how long. Like, I think even how they handled them being enemies and them fighting, oh. and even like when it came to like the Wakandans dying or even both sides dying, I think there was such a level of like care and respect to showing these characters fighting and dying with pride or like no one went out like a bitch in the whole movie it was really cool and the first uh movie would you say is the same thing he's like an anti-hero you know like the way that yeah yeah because like they tell the story of how someone oh yeah in the first movie he's kind of like an anti-hero so they're really good at showing like the story of of how these people are the way they are inflicted i think this is an age of anti-heroes now Mm. where like you can muddle the lines yeah. You know, like people like Venom. Because the world's like, dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people like Punisher because it's like, or like, um, what is it? Even like Thanos is kind of an anti-hero. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. just want to reduce the population. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so it doesn't collapse on yeah. itself. And, and less of like this, like, because like, I, I, I know a lot about like the Marvel Universe and all these heroes and stuff like that. And they're kind of, they're going towards the fringes of like their characters. Yeah. But these characters are much, much more complex. Mm-hmm. You know, Deadpool's, Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and then it's going to all lead to the Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. You know, even Kang. Even mm-hmm. Kang the Conqueror is not necessarily a villain entirely. He just has his own Yeah, intentions. he has his own. Yeah, you know, it's like kind of like his own ways. Because <laughs> I can't wait for Quantumania because, like, um, that's going to reveal a lot of the other things. But it in like these newer movies even like with like shang chi and stuff it's like not like it's hard to like associate like what's a true hero yeah you know it's not it's not your iron man's and yeah. captain america's yeah. and all this stuff yeah it's the less like polished more muddied you know more human yeah to be, like relatable to people yeah and- like the v for vendettas or like the punishers or like you know stuff like in uh, sin city mm-hmm. you know it's just like uh, very humanistic yeah superheroes they have they have like you know, um, they have like emotions and pains and kind of like, you know, try to figure out their agency within the world of how to make things correct by their viewpoint. Because yeah. Namor comes out of sea, and I'm sure the the whole premise is like he's defending his own. Oh, it's cool how he's. It's cool how the characters are introduced, and I like how he's introduced, and I like how his character moves. And I think one of the biggest issues that people had with the original Black Panther was that the action scenes were done semi-poorly or they would say like, you know, outside of that really awesome fight scene with um, Chadwick and his, uh, you know, female warriors in that club bar scene, like, it's like, ooh, like that is one of the hardest scenes in that whole movie. Mm-hmm. But when uh, Chad's fighting Killmonger mm-hmm. and they're in the Panther suits, and it's just like this dark CG mess that doesn't really look great. Uh, I thought it was fine, but a lot of people were hating on a lot of the combat, um, the fighting scenes yeah. within that movie. And it, it after seeing this, it's like <laughs> he took all of that criticism and feedback and took it to heart and was like, 
they Here. made that a primary <laughs> focus because so much cool shit happens as hey. far as just like fight scenes and the choreo and it's shot so everything's really clear it's not hard to like see what's going on or to keep track of the characters like you see clearly like tight action is happening and it's easy to follow and it looks good and the effort into the cg went up a bunch too it was just so well done i I had so much fun watching it and i was like that was a good movie is it worth buying like if i bought it and i watched it here I think you'd watch it more than once, but I'd recommend seeing it in the theaters. Okay, okay. I'd highly recommend seeing it. I saw it in, it was an IMAX showing. I had, you gotta see it in the theater. All right, here, all right. in, here at Boomin, uh, this isn't one that you wait for. I think yeah. it could be more slower and boring, maybe if you're watching it at home. I think this is one where you gotta hear the boom and the bang. Gotcha, okay. You gotta see it like loud and yeah. some of the sets and the action is just great. Okay. Sky Ryan Coogler, he's, uh, he directed this Black Panther, the previous one, and Creed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what he's known he's for. He's from the Bay Area. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's from hey. Oakland. He's from yeah, Oakland. Yeah. He did Fruitvale Station. No, dude, yeah, he's crazy. He's only like four years older than us. Yeah, so it's wild, so, right? Yeah. It's dope. It's so good, good it's amazing. Him. I think he handled just the representation and everything so well, and the action and the pacing was solid. I wonder if he talked to John Favreau for some pointers. Yeah, on, like, well, I mean, because I mean, like you, know, John Favreau, the, the whole reason why we have. Star Wars now or the MCU now is because of him. He's the dude, and you know, obviously he he probably he probably like gave the nod to the this this guy and was like, like hey, you know, you got to take yeah. this seriously, and like all the criticisms came, and then all of a sudden he's like, it's like, well, got hit out boom, of the park, boom, boom. yeah, yeah, like, so- help guiding the new generation of yeah, people to be yeah. like, hey, like you're you're a good director, like people love your movie. Yeah. After seeing the movie, uh, I don't understand why the Reviews were so mixed. <laughs> no, yeah, that guy, or even like, it's like, where, how we're it sitting at there. I think part of it is like they're trying to deny the success that mm. it deserves, or maybe it's like they don't, you know, it's like they're give, I mean, forcing a sophomore slump on it when in reality it seemed nah, like, dude, as far as the just, elements that people had issues with, it seemed that he updated. They're just like haters. Like, yeah, honestly, it seems like any MCU like movie besides maybe like. Fantastic Four or something. You gotta give it like a bare minimum, like six. Yeah, yeah. Because it's an achievement. Yeah, that's Technology true. wise and just cinematic wise yeah. and character development. Yeah. Honestly, a D, a D minus. Like, yeah. like that. That's where it lands. Yeah. Because so much money, so much time. Yeah. And effort. There's no way. It and then be... you know it can flow. It could be like you know, yeah. the multiverse of madness with Doctor Strange and like a six point five seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Kind of kitschy and whatnot, but, but like, not a point five. Cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. You know, so, but it, why why am I listening to non nerds judge nerd movies? Yeah, know? yeah. Like, what, what I don't understand. <laughs> you know? Like point five, dude. This guy this guy doesn't even understand like the the, the, the rating. Or he's just yeah, like you said, if, I mean, he's just, a hater. He's hey, just man, they just out there sometimes. There are creators you know? and there are creators. Yeah, yeah so, creators. Um, you guys, my homework. <laughs> my homework to you guys is to go check it out. Throw up your. Oh. And then um, <laughs> let me know what you think. Wu-Tang and then Can that'll be the final thing we'll talk about. Um, I saw um, this uh, film documentary by Jonah Hill on Netflix. Did you see it too? I did. Okay. I was, was awesome. going to bring that up, but I'm glad you brought it up so I don't got to bring it up. I'll let him do a little bit of reading just to yeah, explain what I'll it is. Do, and we can I'll, talk about it, uh, how we felt about it. You know? right, but, I mean, but give the premise. Yeah, give, yeah, give, yeah. Give a little so, like, synopsis. Uh, it says that... Jonah Hill gets a tad experimental in his latest directorial outing. 
His new documentary, Stutz, released on Netflix earlier this month, presents itself as a candid conversation between the director and his therapist, the eponymous Dr. Phil Stutz. However, it openly deconstructs that the premise just as soon as it establishes it. The film ends up playing with several modes and styles. It is in part a bio-doc about Dr. Stutz's life, but is also a participatory film, with Hill inserting himself as a crucial primary subject. Meanwhile, it also dabbles in attempts at direct cinema, cinema verite, mm-hmm. and the quasi avant garde. Mm-hmm. This motley mix of forms is at times harmonious and at others chaotic, but that unpredictable blend ultimately serves the film's thematic purpose, demonstrating key parallels between the cinematic arts and mental health. It got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Did I just it? saw. Whoa. I gave it, I voted on it because I, I enjoyed it so much. That's what I should do. Point this five. episode is just be called Point, point Five. five. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really liked it and uh, I thought there's a lot of style to how it was shot. I liked it being in black and white. I love the you, direct camera shots dude, where it's like, like. When they revealed, like, it's like, oh, we've actually been shooting this a while. I I'm, know. I'm like, my mind was. Bye-bye. Oh, shoot. Is that a spoiler? I mean, it, <laughs> No, no, but I mean, like, I mean, any documentary takes a while. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I did, like, the tools he talked about. Yes. And kind of, I was was like, wow, that's crazy. It's insane. You know, like, the, what is it? The the String of Pearls, the Pyramid. Mm -hmm. And then the other one that, the other one that I I took was, like, was it, not not so much the Shadow one, but it was the one where it's, like, person you dislike and just like charge all your love oh that's something i that stuck out to me yes i I did that yeah because you know i've always had to deal with like you know people yeah and i'm like huh i'm in a better space did you watch it alone no i watched it i watched it with adriana she actually watched the whole thing and then i had to catch up because i i have this terrible like I have the Ronnie Chang syndrome where I got to put like a screen in front of a screen. <laughs> <laughs> I just have like this dominoes that just like, yeah. you know, like the, the TV would fall. It would hit my face. And yeah. Yeah. Me with my own phone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, cause you have to pay attention cause he's yeah. like really talking to you about mm-hmm. important things and like and to his past and yeah. his mom and his like, dude, him and like just his whole family. And then just Jonah Hill being, Jonah Hill, just yeah. like, I don't know, just, he's he's an interesting guy too because no, I mean he was he was sad and he's depressed yeah. and then he's like thought all the success would make it better but it didn't yeah there's like other things you gotta reframe in your yeah. head it's cool because I've been reading you know these like self help books oh, yeah. type of thing so I'm a lot of the messages and stuff that's in the doc what something I've been enjoying through all my readings and all this stuff is that like there's like these just core principles like across the board and then you just hear different perspectives on like and tools on different tools that people use to like you know work with these these like keys of life pretty much so like this is just another form of that you know i I feel like i've been getting like information similar information in different ways through the books i'm reading and to see it done this way and just like so cinematically like definitely like like mm -hmm. one of the intros is like the pyramid where he talks about like how like it's like yeah i didn't think about like like food and exercise is being part of my mental health mm-hmm. you know it's like and then i'm like huh that makes sense garbage in equals garbage out yeah. right you know and just like kind of uh me being on my own personal like journey and stuff like that like uh shout outs to rio he always like uh kicks my ass in the morning with like training and i just like 
Like, oh, everything's easier. Mm. I just keep going, mm-hmm. you know, not doing squats or stupid balance exercises. Like everything, everything's easier after you're like grueling and crawling on the ground. You know that like the world is your oyster and ready to shuck it up. Yeah. I was trying to see if I had any notes from it because oh. like I'm trying to make a habit of like when I'm like taking in this content, like jotting down yeah, some yeah. notes. So I, cause I know there's, there's something that really impacted me and I can't remember it right now. Which one is the shadow? Shadow is like, like um, what you don't like about yourself or like your like doubts and fears. And then you gotta be, you, you have to like, you have to acknowledge your shadow and mm. kind of like, you know, basically like, how you feel with them yeah you know, and like all this other stuff yeah just, that was maybe that was it that maybe, was like a really big there, one i mean there's a lot of stuff that i also missed because it just like wasn't paying attention. i i want to watch it so like i watched it once and i was uh, i was like i need to watch this like at least two more times i feel like i don't need to watch it i need someone to like write it down in a document for yeah, me yeah. so i can read it because it's like a self-help documentary yeah and i'm yeah, like yeah. i'll get distracted it's like oh a piece of candy you know? yeah yeah but like it does have some useful tips and like kind of like all the other things that it, it portrays and what's crazy is that like you know jonah hill who's like you know an oscar nominated actor, is you know seeing this guy and yeah. the guy was like also saying he's like yeah like you know I'm not I'm not here to bullshit you. I want to like you know show you results now. I love that he said that at the beginning. So this therapist, he said like early on back in the day, they were taught to like you know not um, not be like super involved with their process. Like the patient's supposed to kind of like self discover it, and you help so. guide them. Yeah. And he was like, so you're going, you see all these people suffering for so long, and he wanted to make a change as quick as he can to help them yeah he's like i want to give them hope like as soon as i can like these tools and and it just makes me think about all the shit that i'm reading it's like it's literally tools to life that like if you can understand it and then share it with other people you can change their lives instantly because to get a hope you know with a with an idea or a change or switch in the framework of how you're thinking like and that can change your life like I thought one of the things, I mean, without going too much, whatever, man, if you watch it, you watch it. It's not like, it's like, oh, spoiler. Yeah, there's, there's a twist at the end. He, he kills Jonah Hill. Like, yeah, no, it's not like, sure, it's, like, it's yeah. a documentary. It's like, um, he talks about how like, sometimes it's okay if you don't know what your purpose is in life, mm-hmm. work on something, what you call your life force. Mm. And your life force mm-hmm. is like, the bottom part is like, you know, your body, your relationship with your body, you know, take care of your eating, take care of your sleeping. And take exercise. He says, like, yeah, if you're depressed, 85% that'll work. Yeah. Right? After that, it's people because apparently how you interact with people Relationships. is how you interact with the world. Yeah. And I was like, huh, that's crazy because, like, you know, I, like, interact with people pretty well and openly and stuff yeah. like that. And then the last one is, like, you. How do you interact with yourself? Are you kind to yourself? Mm-hmm. Are you mean to yourself? Like, how, how do you relate? You know, yeah, and that's been a huge thing yeah, I've been I like mean, understanding because true. we beat ourselves up sometimes. Uh, we're like so self-critical, and like you know, we we you know we can doubt ourselves or we can have like insecurities or whatever it is. It's like we're we're we need ourselves no. the most, so we gotta well, have our our own backs yeah, and be you, more supportive you, of ourselves. You spend the most time with yourself inside your head exactly. because sometimes people like. No one will think about you as much as you think about you. Boom. Right? Yeah. So then, like, after I saw this and I, like, heard that and I looked at Adriana, I was like, I'm the shit. Yeah. And then, and then no, no, no. But I was, I was like, because I was thinking about, like, my Thursday and Friday, I was like, yeah, I did it. Yeah, I did it. And she's yeah. just like, she's like, 
too full of yourself. Yeah. You'd be knocked down some it's pegs. It's great. Yeah. But like, but like for some people, it's not like that. Yeah. And because it's not like that, like they need the extra steps to build themselves up. Yeah. And, and I feel like a lot of people, you know, they look outward for that instead of like focusing more on like, yeah. hey, I need to be there for me. Why am I talking so much shit on my own self? Yeah. Like, you, it's you got to be like your well, biggest fan yeah. first. Cause he was saying like, oh, we're kind of in an achievement culture where like, he's like, oh, I'm going to get that award or I'm going to make this much money and then everything will be fine. But then when you get there, you realize like, no, you're still like broken inside. Yeah, yeah. And you need to really like kind of like. Do the work. Yeah, you need to do the work of like figuring out your mental health and kind of being good to yourself and exercising that part of your brain that's kind of uh exercising your agency to to think better yeah you know because jonah hill is beating himself up and like kind of like in a very depressed state he wouldn't even say like dude he can't even get out of bed yeah i'm like honestly like i maybe had a few of those days but mostly because i've lazy. been there in my my oh, 20s really? yeah. yeah i've had that that's why it's like it's such a yeah. a huge piece of information to share with people you know to like right. i hope it like really like garners the interest of like other people to like you know want to like do something like this to collaborate yeah. because mental health is like or what is it mental health is not your fault but it is your responsibility mm -hmm. like that yeah yeah so i mean we'll, we'll see where it goes but I'm, I'm glad you brought that one up yeah I'm, I'm glad that he created it i'm glad that it turned out the way it did yeah. i'm gonna watch it a couple more times because i just think it's it's that good so yeah, highly recommend. It's on Netflix. You heard it here first. Jonah Hill Stutz on Netflix. We are going to wrap up with final thoughts for the week. You did have that uh, clip from... Did uh, you yeah. want to play that clip from... Was it Oprah? Or yeah. are you going to read it instead? I'll do look. both because the clip's quick. But you can do... Uh, you guys can say something first. I ain't got to go first. Uh, my final thought Ooh, is... I'll save this one, actually. Remember the, the, the jealousy? Save it. Yeah, right. So my final thought is it's Thanksgiving coming up. There's a lot of things to be thankful for. You should, um, I don't know, try to practice waking up each day and finding something that you have some gratitude for. Not everything should all the time. There are some things that... It's not bad all the time, everything. There are things that are worth taking stock of and appreciating. There's a lot of things. No matter what's happening in life, it could always be worse. <laughs> truly. <laughs> yeah. It can truly get bad. So as bad as situations or time or how stress, I think it's important to try and... Um, just try and find some things to be grateful for. Keep that energy up and uh, let's finish the year strong. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving and enjoy that time with family and friends. You deserve it. Give thanks. <laughs> Give thanks. Is that your, your Give. thing? <laughs> Give thanks. You heard, it, you heard it here first. Give thanks. <laughs> Spoke too much already. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, five. like adding to your thing and then I'll, I'll wrap up with this clip is like, Sometimes we think things are so bad and it's not even like a current thing. It's like something that happened, you know, days before or weeks before or 
isn't affecting you in like this present moment. And I think like something that I'm trying to remind myself is to like be more present in the moment. You know, am I okay right now? Like sometimes I think we get stuck even if something happens a day, you know, 24 hours ago, like we're stuck in the past and we're in our, it's our mind that's like uh, holding on to, you know, maybe a trauma or something stressful or whatever it may be that happened to us. And I think reminding yourself to like be in the moment and present, understanding that you're okay right now is like something, it's like something you have to practice at. And uh, so I think that goes, it ties into like what you were saying with just, um, you know, gratitude gratitude practicing gratitude yeah more often and being present and realizing like okay where i'm at right now i'm in the stream my body's okay I'm, you know whatever it is but yeah so be present and then um i'm gonna play this clip that i was pretty good it's from the daily show or who was on it uh yeah trevor noah oprah's a guest and she has some some uh bars words of wisdom to say words of wisdom yep all right here it goes let's see look at successful people you have talked to everyone in the world who is successful what would you say the one common characteristic that you find gets people to where they want to go um the the most important question is uh, the people get to where they want to go because they know where they want to go oh wow most people don't know where they want to go most people a lot of people are going and being driven by what they think they should do right what other people say they should do what they have carried in their mind for a long time they should do but the most important question you can ever ask yourself is what do I really want. Wow. And the answer to that, once you can establish for yourself what the answer to that is, and have everything you do, every choice you make, move you in the direction of what you say your vision is. Right. Yeah. And when you do that, the 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 the, the forces of life rise up to meet you. The reason why most people have such chaotic lives is because they're living in chaos in their head. And as soon as you get clear, it clears up. drop the mic but yeah it's crazy the how our thoughts can like create your world so being aware when you're in that chaos you know and and trying to be present and and there's just little things like that where it's like your thoughts don't have to like control your life you know what i'm saying you have to understand like your relationship with your thoughts and that they're they're, they can be there but they can also leave yeah, there's this train of thought called Stoicism. I'm reading this book by Marcus Aurelius called oh, Meditations. Uh, yeah, there you go. It's pretty interesting, but it it's like a self, it's like a note to self series of scrolls that he wrote as like a semi diary, but more importantly, a series of reminders to focus on these ideologies that are within his life and one of them the main thing is stoicism a lot of like the ancient philosophers marcus aurelius he was a roman emperor and like i don't know ad 100 or something like that um, one of the last great emperors of rome before it collapsed and part of the ideology of stoicism is managing your perception and understanding that like what's out of your control Anything that happens, good or bad, is just what is. As a Stoic, the only thing you should be minding yourself is is how you are perceiving the information that the world gives you and how you're processing it and accepting pretty much everything else as just the way. (laughs) 
So it's like, even if you are going through severe pain or extreme trauma or horrific things, all you have control over is how your brain processes and how your mind processes it. I'll go into more detail about that next week because that's a whole nother can of worms, but just a lot of the stoic ideals are kind of spread throughout modern society. It's pretty interesting. Um, but man, it's been a really wonderful pod and we're excited to have you next week, you crazy mother truckers. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Jams, beans, bananas, beans, beans, Can I find it? You can try. You can try. Let me see. Uh, you can try. We gotta, bend, we gotta end with that. The Thanksgiving. Yeah. Was this Thanksgiving song? Yeah, yeah. Yams, Thanksgiving song. Potatoes. We, I think oh, we played man, it on the last just, episode. I know. We gotta oh, hear no. it again. Oh. Here it is. Here it is. I found it. Yo, play. Oh dang! Hold up, it's gonna go through this ad. This is—we don't even need to finish with the pod song. We're okay, gonna, we'll we're gonna finish with, with this. this. Look! Look! We love you guys. Beans, we hope creams, you have potatoes, a wonderful tomatoes, lamb, Thanksgiving. Ramps, Happy holidays! Dogs, chicken, turkeys, rabbits. You name it. Look! This is how I go. Potatoes, tomatoes, beans, creams, potatoes, beans, creams, beans, 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 beans